0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Gen Z Money. Today, I'm going to be chatting to Yuwel, who is a very successful mortgage broker at age 24. I'm going to find out how he got into his career as a mortgage broker, what he's doing on a day-to-day basis... The income you can expect to be paid as a mortgage broker, how you get paid, and his advice for someone who's looking to get into the same industry. Hi you well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thanks, Cesaria. Appreciate it.
1: So I have a ton of questions for you today because I know that you've been a mortgage broker for a little while now. Um, and I thought I'd go through some of the common questions people might have, um, especially for those that might be looking to get into the role themselves. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Cool. I'm UL, um, 24 turning 25 at the end of the year. I finished high school in 2013. Um, wasn't sure what I want to do. I just knew, you know, my parents said, go to uni and I liked numbers um liked people so did uh, finance and human resources um my last uh second last year one of my friends was having a um, party um her dad was a real estate agent so um at the party there was um all these real estate agents i didn't know anyone there but before i looked up the list found out what they did um so I you found, did that
1: research beforehand
2: yeah i'm um, as soon as i get invited Smart. so i look at the um, invitation list um <laughs> and then um found out they're all real estate agents. So don't know anything about property. I actually looked up the property couch. So that was like my first ever podcast. And like a couple of weeks before I was just literally just reading up on property, Um, went in there, you know, asking questions that I already knew the answer to. Um, And then the um, girl's dad um, said, oh, you know, you're a great guy. I'm going to put you on to um, our mortgage broker that deals with, um, our agents um so that was 2016 got in contact with him then uh he said he didn't need anything at the moment he didn't have time for it to so get back in contact with me next july uh, that day i put a reminder for like july uh, 2017 to get in contact <laughs> um so it was just pestering him for like a month and then um he gave me work experience um, in the last semester of uni. So I went to Griffith University as well, as you did, right? I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so um, uh, last semester gave me work experience. That was hard as well, purely because like the last semester, the subjects were difficult, but it was more so uh, living on like half annual leave at Woolworths um, and then also you know, studying full time. But he was the type of person where like he'd say, you know, if you want to come, you can come in terms of like after hours meetings, working Saturdays as well. Cool. But being me, I'd always go and just work everything out as I could. And then after, yeah, it gave me a full-time uh, job.
1: So what was that first job that you were doing for
2: him? Um, it was more so like back-end stuff. So... You know if someone is doing a construction loan they have like what's called progress payments where at each stage of the build uh, the bank pays um, a certain amount so it was just me processing those um you know checking in with the banks um to make sure applications were moving along e- everything really back end and then slowly after three um, months he put me into like um, doing like applications mm-hmm. um so you know he'd do the meeting with basically being my, my, um, hand was held by, um, other staff as well, but he'd do the meeting. Um, you know, I'd put the application together, um, lodge the deal and then basically follow it through, um, all the way to settlement. Um, so I was doing that and then it came, it was about 20, I think 18, maybe April, May, where I started doing like, um meetings, like mm. just sitting in meetings with him. I was already doing that anyway, um, but it was more full on where I was in every meeting yeah. um because um I had more time. Um so doing those after hours meetings, um, Saturdays as well. And then it was supposed to be like a two year plan where we're gonna, you know, groom you for two years and then uh, throw you into being a mortgage broker. But it kinda was like mortgage brokers a kind of game, I think. It's either sink or swim. Mm. Um, and it was it got to that stage where it was basically, I think, July 2018, and it was sink or swim. Um, so they threw me in the deep end. And yeah, I remember like my first meeting that I had completely bluffed it. Like it was, <laughs> it was just smile, come pretend like you know, you know, I mean? yeah. fake it till you make it. Um, and then came out of there. And then luckily, I already had an established relationship with them. So it wasn't like fresh clients. Um, I don't know if they knew I didn't know anything, but. And I eventually um, wrote my first deal. I think it was like August, like 2018 or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Amazing. So that was a few years ago now. You've been doing it for a while. Mm. So what does it look like today? Are you still working for that business?
2: No. So he, the guy who got me into it, he ended up selling. So um, it was time home loan. So he ended up selling back in March this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point, I was kind of like, I was looking at just more so, The business and thinking everything that was kind of coming in I was the one bringing it in so my reason for being there was the loyalty side to like who brought me in yeah um so I would would never have left if he hadn't sold but after he'd sold just said well there's really no point in me being here I was scared because you never really know Mm. um you know going from full-time to um self-employed you don't know if you have it but it's yeah been the best decision I've made amazing so left uh, went to loan markets. So I'm at loan market just as a franchisee owner, um, which started in April.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are you doing on a daily basis? Are you driving out to see clients? Um, how much of your business or your meetings are online?
2: I literally do not like face, I shouldn't say that. I do like face-to-face meetings, but most of my meetings are video. Um, purely because like I think that's what was the best thing that came out of COVID, to mm-hmm. be honest, that you can literally sit in front of your computer and I can smash up like four or five meetings back to back because mm-hmm. half the meetings you have in person are the chatting side of things, getting to know people, whereas um, going from, you know, in person to video, if I know a client can't do it, I won't, whereas if I ha- I won't, you know, baby it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have someone drive out to me, for 45 minutes, I'm not gonna send them back in 20 minutes. Like it just, I will put more effort into like, just making sure, um, you know, they have a chance if that makes sense. Um, Not that I don't do it in video, but it's more like, you don't have to sit there chatting the whole time. Yeah. So most of them are video, um, otherwise, I generally say video or in the office, but it just depends on who refers me the business mm-hmm. just purely because some agents, cause a lot of my business is real estate agents. Some agents, when they first, like when I first started with them, I'd always see their clients. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to then break, you can slowly break it off, but there's those particular um, clients that you just have to see, which I'm okay with. They just love you. Yeah. yeah. They, and you just have to, <laughs> you just have to do it. But yeah. I could probably 80, 90% is just video meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then being self-employed now, do you do everything yourself or have you hired anyone to help with all the admin work?
2: Yeah, so I um, straight away like it was like always think hire for growth, Mm. not because you're being reactive, be proactive with it. So as soon as I um, started, I I found out this lady was leaving a time home loan. So then I um, literally the next day offered her a job because I knew... I didn't have time to like train Mm -hmm. someone. I still train her, but I didn't have time to get to know someone, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I already knew what she's like, um, that we gelled. So it was easy in that sense. Um, So she, I do a lot of the upfront stuff like in terms of I book my own meetings, um, I'll have my client meetings, prepare for the meeting, um, and then I will do the low notes. um, And then once the low notes are done, I'll send it through to her, she'll create the application, send it to the clients, lodge the deal, and then follow it through to um, settlement. Mm -hmm. Like that's what the process is Clean. But every deal, sometimes you have just those deals where I have to be involved from like approval to settlement just because we have tight um, timeframes. But in um, like if on paper, that's what the process is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And having known you for a while now, I know that you love working. You, yeah. It's, it doesn't even seem like a job for you half the time. It's something that you love doing. Yeah. Um, so could you share a few things that, like, what is it about mortgage working that you love?
2: Um, it's definitely like when I did finance and HR, I was like, I love numbers. Um, I love, and I wasn't, you know, the best student at, um, like, um, you know, maths at school. It's just more so that numbers don't lie. Mm. One plus one equals two. (laughs) Um, i you get that wrong. Um, but like for clients, it's easy for me to be like, look, these are the numbers. This is what we can do. Um, and then as soon as they see that, then it's more so they look at the relationship Mm -hmm. because any of any one of my clients could get a better deal out there. Like, Mm -hmm there's always a better deal that you just can't beat. But then it comes to relationship, which is the part I really like. I really love the upfront part of, you know, getting to know the clients, um, them seeing the value. But the data entry stuff, I really don't like. I'll be completely honest. And that's why I have Karen, who I completely love. If I didn't have her, whenever she goes on holidays, I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, just have to block clients. I can't do as much purely yeah. because those things, like I can still do it because I know how to do it. But- it's not my, um, yeah, not what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But the upfront stuff I really enjoy.
1: And what about the, is there a lot of flexibility in your role?
2: Yes and no, in the sense that I will have, like, for example, if I wanted to start at, you know, 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. I could start at 10 o'clock. But those two, three hours that I haven't started early on, I'm going to have to give it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's flexible in the sense that, like, I don't have to, you know, start at eight o'clock when mm-hmm. I choose to. I don't have to, because I'll, Generally start on a normal day, might be nine. Um, my meetings will start at about four. So then, or four, four or five. So then I have a five, six, seven, and eight PM generally. Mm-hmm. Eight PMs are just for those particular clients where, like, they've called me the day before they've signed a contract. I need to, I block them out, but generally five, six, seven PM um, on a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on a Thursday, I only have a 5pm because I try to block out that night just to kind of do whatever I want. Um, and then Fridays, no meetings, but then, um, Saturdays, um, I'll do like open homes with real estate agents. So from, you know, between nine to uh, three might just be doing open homes. I don't do as many now purely because, um, when I'm at open homes, I get more leads mm. and then I'm just like, I can't control like the lead flow. So some weekends I just don't do any open homes. I don't go into the real estate office purely because I don't want to get any more, but you still get calls. It's a good
1: weekend. problem to have, isn't it?
2: I agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it's a, it is a good problem. So that's why I'm at the point, like I, I generally was just looking at um for the next year, two years, just Karen and I, we write, we generally was just thinking settle eight million a month. That's all I was happy with, mm-hmm. and then now we're doing you know tens um, a month, and then it's going to be much more this month. And then I just can see it coming. So I'm at the point where I'm just like, okay, now I need to hire because although you know, the money is really good, I don't really need that money. I'm mm-hmm. 24, single, don't have any dependents apart mm-hmm. from my little brothers that I love, um, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm looking to hire just to kind of palm those deals mm-hmm. off that I don't need. Yeah. that makes sense. Yep, yeah, for sure.
1: So what are some of the the challenges that you found in the last few years of your job?
2: Um, it's probably knowing when to take a break. Like that's probably the biggest thing. Like I found out the hard way when I was at Time Home Loans because there was one day where I was just like, I have all this, you know, stuff to do. And I just feel like I can't do it. Like I was at that breaking point. And like luckily, paralyzed by it. Yeah. And luckily I had, you know, people in the business and just said, look, literally turn your phone off, only do this today. And that's what got me through at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but it is probably more so having that break, which is why I have that Thursday night off. Even if I'm just literally doing nothing and watching TV, like I'm not a big TV person just because I don't have time to watch TV, but it might just be watching TV or doing nothing, going out for dinner or just taking time away from work. Mm. So I think that's probably, and I still ch- have challenges with that, like just because I can't help it. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting better. But yeah, that would probably be the biggest challenge is just taking time out for yourself.
1: I mean, that's one of the things about having, you know, a career job. If you have a day off, you've, you've just got to find the hours elsewhere. The work doesn't go on pause. It's not like when you work in retail, someone else can cover for you. you still got to get that work done. Correct, correct. So, give us an, a ballpark figure. I know I won't ask specifically for yourself, but I'm sure the question on everyone's lips is, "How much do mortgage brokers actually get paid?" And also, how do they get paid?
2: Um, so, we get paid through the bank's profits on the loan. Um, so, like, n- doesn't ever, you know, go on the client or anything. In terms of like figures, it just depends. Like, average mortgage broker will make, you know, probably forty to fifty thousand, and that's him settling. Know one to two million um, per month.
1: So we'll, when you say settling one to two million, does that mean loan one volume. to two million dollars worth of loans? Yep.
2: Worth of loans, correct. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, it, the um, MFAA, which is a professional body, I think their average for all brokers, are, as you, and you have to be a member, um, I think it's like 1.5 million to two million. Whereas um, I like to settle eight million a month, if not closer to 10. Um, and to be honest, I could be making. Do you want me to say figures? <laughs> okay. Um, so, I as like, oh, like it's just, okay, cool. So, I'll, as if you settle, for example, um, 8 million, it could, depending on the bank, because the splits is generally 0.65% of the loan amount. So, it could be anywhere between 40 to 55K a month, but that's more so. That's to the business, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, how I pay myself, etc., cetera, et cetera, it's different. Mm-hmm. So anywhere between if you're selling eight to 10 million, yeah, you know, 45 to 55K mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like that's eight to 10 by myself with Karen. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at um, um, other brokers and everyone has their own business model um, and it all just comes down to time because mm-hmm. other brokers could still be doing eight to 10, but have three or four support staff, mm-hmm. um, whereas I know I have the time and energy now to um, write as much mm-hmm. um, and work as much, but eventually I'll get to a point where, um, and that's why I'm looking at that extra staff where, you know, I'm happy with settling eight, so if I have anything extra, I can just palm it off to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So if it doesn't become unmanageable, if you want to eventually slow down, you can do correct. that. Correct, correct.
2: Whereas yeah. people, you know, settling um, eight to ten, they mm-hmm. might just be happy with you just have to be happy with giving up um, money for more time. That makes sense. But again, single, no dependents have the time. So why not?
1: That's it for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: And for anyone who might be interested in becoming a mortgage broker, obviously your story was through a lot of determination. Mm.
2: Um,
1: But is it hard to get a role in mortgage broking? And is it a competitive industry to get into?
2: I wouldn't say it's like a competitive industry. Like the entry level is really low. Like you need a certificate which took me like three days to complete when I was doing it Um, and then a diploma you don't need the diploma but you just might as well get the diploma Um, so I wouldn't say it's a competitive market to get into I think where people go wrong is that they see you know these mortgage brokers can earn this much etc etc but don't really know what goes into it Um, so my biggest thing would say if you are looking to if you are young looking to get into it um, go find like a broker that writes big volume. Like if that's where you see yourself being, you could just be someone and each of their own could be someone that is happy with, you know, writing two, three million a month, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but find someone that you can see yourself um, being um, and then just learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fortunate where I had one of the best brokers, um, Ryan Berger, training me. So I very much was just in it and him and I were very similar in that sense. But I would say, find someone that um, you align yourself with. It doesn't have to be someone that's writing massive volumes. Um, It could just be someone that you get along with, you like their process, uh, learn from them. Um, And then before you go out on your own um, quickly, maybe just be your own broker under them, um, just so you still have that support. And then... At one moment, you'll have that inclination that you know you're ready to do this um, on your own and then, then look at self employed. But by that point, you might just be happy working for them. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: And you talked before about going to open homes and getting leads through there. Mm. Um, is that the main way that mortgage brokers would generate leads, or how would they typically build their business?
2: I personally think that is the easiest way to get leads in the center. When I'm at open homes, I'm not there for, like, if I get a lead, great, Mm -hmm. but I'm also there for the real estate agent. Like if, you know, the real estate agent, um, you know, wants me to, you know, take names down or, um, you know, put a flag up or whatever it is, I'm also there to help them um, because we're all human. And at the end of the day, if you're spending um, every weekend helping out a particular agent, whether they like you or not, (laughs) <laughs> people feel guilty for not sending you deals if <laughs> yeah. you're spending time with them. So I, I think that's the important thing. Um, but, you know, different brokers are different. Some brokers are big financial planning businesses like mm-hmm. where a lot of their business are from financial planners. Others, you know, real estate agents. I, I personally like the um, the real estate side of it because, you know, the contract is 30 days, 45 days settlement. Like mm-hmm. whereas um, financial planning business, which I still like, I just know, you need more so of a um, bigger team to support that kind of business purely because it's a slow burner. Yeah, like they don't. You see them the first time, then it's back to the financial planner, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of it's a slower process. Um, whereas a real estate business is someone has signed a contract with a 30 day settlement or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I know we don't get paid straight away. We get paid generally a month or two months after settlement. Mm-hmm. Being a broker.
1: And how much does social media strategy play into your business at the moment?
2: Um, I don't do a lot of social media. Like we've done each other for a while. I don't ever post anything, um, ever share anything. I know eventually I need to get into it. Only when I look to build like a bigger business mm-hmm. at the moment, I know how much I can get heaps of leads in by just being out there with real estate agents. Because you just need, for me, you just need generally five good real estate agents um, that send your business on a week to week basis. Um, And that will build your business because then you have your client referrals that come out of it. And all of a sudden you just have leads coming in from everywhere. But social media for me is something I'll look at when I'm not loan market because I'm a loan market franchisee, when I become, you know, shawl financial. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Perfect. So I know everyone that's had a good experience with mortgage brokers are quite loyal to their mortgage brokers. So how much of your clients come from maybe repeat clients or clients that have referred their friends or family?
2: Um, I would say probably, it's probably 50-50 with like real estate agents and client referrals. Like that's why I'm finding all these referrals come in because like, again, I don't know if it's the market, because the market is really good. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people um, maybe not selling online, but off market and then a lot of buyers around. So I'm always like, you know, there's always a bit of doubt in, for me, cause I always think, am I doing enough? And that's where in this market, I'm just thinking, um, is it just the market that's so good or is it actually me being good? I don't know why I'm getting all these referrals. So it's 50-50, yes, but I don't know if it's because of the market. Mm it could change in six or 12 months time. Because I always think you'll find out who the good brokers are um, when the market is crap. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's when, and luckily during that COVID, when COVID happened, like when I was at time, we were all, um, you know, scared, we were thinking, but we came out of that and we wrote that much business. So that's where I have a bit of confidence there, but you never know at the end of the day um, until something goes wrong. Um, so it'll be interesting to see once it turns, and it will turn eventually, I think. I don't think there'll be, um, you know, massive um, price drops. I just think like interest rates will go up. Um, and that's where we might see that turn in terms of how many buyers are actually out in the market.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you've been doing a pretty good job of these last few years. So I have faith in, you. that that will Appreciate continue.
2: Thank
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Now, I'm just going to ask if you have any final last words for someone who may be listening, maybe they're in high school or um, at the early stages of their career and they think that mortgage broking might be good for them. Uh, what words of advice would you give to them if they're trying to figure that out for themselves?
2: Um, I'd say just like have a, have a chat to people like, you know, your parents or someone, someone knows a mortgage broker mm. in within your circle. Um, so I think have a chat to them and don't rush into it. I think don't be so um, impatient to want to make all this money. Um, I, I was lucky, you know, because straight out of uni into like a job. So that was fortunate in that sense. But yeah, I think just don't rush things and then have a chat to people is what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, this has been very informative. So I'm sure if anyone's listening, they've got a lot from this. So thank you so much for joining us, you all.
0: Thanks for having us.